What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify's there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Everybody jumping in real quick here at the top of the show. Um, we tried something different. We got a little experimental this week and we'll kind of explain it at the top of the show as to what we're doing and why. But uh, when you do something experimental, sometimes things go wrong. And one of the things that will become very clear very fast is that Bell sounds like he is in a tin can. Uh, that's not supposed to be the case. So next week, that will not be the case. But this week, unfortunately, it is. Maybe we should have been a little bit more experimental on a much shorter episode, but that's kind of the way it is. Hopefully, you'll still be able to enjoy it. This is our big discussion on the Batman, which just came out. There are spoilers in this episode, but I definitely know what went wrong, and we should definitely be back to top quality next week. So just a heads up. So if you're able to tolerate that, I hope you really do enjoy this episode. We had a lot of fun with it. And uh, yeah, here it is. Welcome to Panel to Screen. I'm Bo. And I'm Justice. Vengeance. Dang it, it's vengeance. Uh, uh, let's take that one from the top <laughs> I want to do it I want to leave it as is Screen. I'm Bo, and I'm just God. <laughs> what is going on? What is going on? Why? He's, he's Bell. He's Bell. He's Bell. That's Bell. Oh man. No, I'm Vengeance. <laughs> all right, all right, Vengeance. All right, Mister Vengeance. We're we're also known as Bell. Shit. At Ring That Bell on Twitter. 
Uh, yeah, and we're doing something very different today. So if the audio sounds a little bit weird or a little bit different, we're, we're trying something new. Uh, long-time listeners, or even short-time, more accurately, listeners know that we have been doing kind of some fun Minecrafty stuff. We have been for the last past year. We had Flashcraft, and very recently we switched over to Batcraft, as we have been working on, uh, or at least theoretically working on, various Batman-inspired <laughs> and Gotham City-inspired builds. And so we thought, you know what, with the Batman coming out, what if... We have a little fun. We're doing a bit of a live stream. So we're live streaming kind of Minecraft. We're coming up with some different ideas visually while we're going to be talking about our movie review of The Batman. And uh, yeah, so it's experimental. It's different. It might be weird and it might be awesome. We just won't know until we're done. Isn't that right, Bell? Yes. Or do I need to call you Vengeance? Is that is that what this is going to be? <laughs> My name is ja, da, da, da Vengeance. Oh. <laughs> vengeance. <laughs> I, can't, I can't believe I messed that up twice. I'm just so used to justice being, you know, associated, you know, with Batman. I guess. Well, that's or like maybe a, I'm just that's a big theme of this movie, really, right? Like, is him trying to figure out who he is, and kind of almost like. You know, they, they call him Vengeance so much in the movie that it's almost like, is he trying to brand himself as Vengeance instead of Batman? Yeah, like a tabloid named him the Batman, and he's like, I don't like that. I'm Vengeance. <laughs> <laughs> this is this is a V on top of my head. These aren't these aren't little bat ears. They're they're a V. Yeah, it's a it's a V right. for just, I mean Vengeance. <laughs> oh man! All right, man. The Batman. When this movie was first introduced, and we were told that. Um, you know, uh, Twilight Kid was going to be Bruce Wayne. What were your initial thoughts? Uh, first off, he's not Twilight Kid. He's Robert Pattinson, and he's uh, really good. Okay. And everything that's not Twilight. Okay. All right. Fine. But like name, and I mean, I, I I know that's true. Like I know this with my head. But tell me something that he's good in beyond Twilight. Uh, High Life. Uh, it's an indie film. It's on Amazon. That is uh, the, the uh, short film as uh, produced and uh, funded by Miller High Life. Um, uh, no, no, okay. <laughs> not that. <laughs> Probably not. Um, so yeah, he's good in High Life. He's good in The Lighthouse. Those are the two that I've seen him in most recently. I mean, he's actually decent in uh, the Harry Potter movie that he's in. You know, oh, that's, that's right. That... He was in a Harry Potter movie. Wait, yeah, that's right. Yeah. He was like the kid that the uh, spoilers for Harry Potter. Didn't he die at the end of uh, the Goblet of Fire? Yeah, he was killed by by old Voldy Voldemort. Yeah, that's the one where the dad's like my son. That guy. Yeah. Yeah. That guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. All right. Cool. Okay. Yeah. No, you're right. Okay. This is. <sighs> yeah. They, you take that back immediately. Yeah. Okay. I'm sorry. I, I apologize. But I mean, like, you, you should. But my point is that he, when you when you think, well, I'll put it this way: when you thought of him before this movie, you weren't exactly thinking like you know, a man tank, you know what I mean? Like not somebody who's going to be roaming around the streets of Gotham, dealing out justice or vengeance <laughs> and like brutally uh, destroying people. Yeah. Not, not really. Um, I mean, like he's not like, you know, Christian Bale size, right? Like he's not a, a, a big dude like that. And so it was, it was an interesting choice, I think. Well, and that seems um, to be a theme with like Batman in general, right? Like, cause we're, I feel like almost every single time that we have been introduced to a Batman in our generation, like the general consensus of the internet is like, why on earth are you choosing this person? Like why? Like Christian Bale was a very controversial choice at the time. Uh, ben Affleck, very controversial choice at the time. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, we've always been pro Batfleck though. We have all, you and I have, this is true, but it took the internet a while to get there. 
Yeah, that's 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 true. Um, I mean, I I was excited about it because about Affleck, you know, because uh, you know Affleck was the bomb in Phantom. Well, so this is known. This is known. Yeah, uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know, I had to fit that one in there somewhere. Yeah, I know, you always got to fit it in there. And you know what? Uh, d- d- Twilight McGillicuddy uh, Harry Potter was the bomb in in, in uh, Harry Potter. And and in the lighthouse and in high life. Okay, all right. He was the bomb in high life, and you know what? He was the bomb in Batman too, man. Because this movie, I mean, I don't want to give it away, but I'll just go ahead and give it away. This this is this is the most fantastic. Okay, you know what? Let me not oversell it. <laughs> Going into this movie, uh, despite you know beyond the kind of casting uh, choices that may or may not have had people excited, it is safe to say that it was some controversial choices um, just really more specifically with him. Everybody else in this cast, I don't think drew too much of a raised eyebrow except for Colin Farrell. Now this is interesting Bell, because they tell me that Colin Farrell was in this movie, but I, I didn't see him. Did you, did you see Colin Farrell in this movie? There was one moment where I was like, Oh, I can, I like, cause I knew he was in it and I knew he was playing the penguin, but um, I, I kept forgetting that over and over and over again. Until like there, there's one scene in the car chase um, where he looks uh, the camera is is like hanging out the back uh, driver's side window, basically. And it's looking towards him and he looks over his shoulder and you can it, it, right there. You can kind of see that it's um, that it's him. I, I, I like I'm just going to have to take your word for it, man, because I, I did not see him in this movie. Like, really, dude, come on. I have gone back and forth with uh with with like screenshots of you know Colin Farrell and then the penguin Colin Farrell and then the penguin I think this is a scam I think this is a massive <laughs> Hollywood conspiracy cuz well, Colin Farrell is not in this movie <laughs> I think it's just it's a it's a great uh showcase of of Colin Farrell's abilities like you know nobody really thinks of him as like you know the the greatest actor of all time I don't think No well but... I mean he's I, uh, not the greatest actor of all time no no but i mean he's not he's not exactly like he's not bad he's not nicholas cage like he's not like uh hey nicholas cage is a gem right no i'm I'm not bashing nicholas cage i'm just saying that he can be a polarizing actor like his yes. acting choices can be polarizing right yeah i'll, I'll give you that i'll okay. give you that are we looking at a Oscar level performance. Like, are we looking at a potential Oscar win for Colin Farrell or at least a nomination here? Um, I don't know about that. I know I, I feel for certain an Oscar nomination for makeup. Like absolutely. Right. For, would that be makeup or I guess costume design or something? Cause like incredible, like the only the thing that the closest thing I can connect it to, and it's interesting cause it's a Batman reference is when uh Christian Bale played Dick Cheney. Yeah. Yeah. Except for that's the thing is, 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 uh, even even um, Bale's Dick Cheney looked more like Bale than, than, you know, I didn't get lost thinking where is, you know, where's Colin Fair or, or where, where's Christian Bale? Like you could still see it was Christian Bale the whole time. Yeah. But with with Farrell, like. I, I got lost in his performance, I got lost in the makeup. It was uh, it was all pretty cool. Yeah. I mean, like if you look in, uh, you know, especially like in the eyes and I mean, honestly, dear listener, if you if you've never seen this, just Google Christian Bale, Dick Cheney. And at first you won't believe it, <laughs> it's just, it's very, <laughs> but you can still kind of see, you can see bail in the eyes and even I'm telling you, man, even in, I mean, I, I know I'm spending a little bit too much time on this, but I still think it is one of the most in a fairly like incredible movie all the way around. One of the most incredible things is how Colin Farrell became this penguin. 
And I mean, yeah. again, it, you're right. It is really the makeup and the costume is doing a lot of the, the heavy lifting. But I mean, I thought his performance was really good too. And I love no, the his fact performance that we were, was great. Yeah. Yeah. And I love the fact that we were seeing a penguin that was, you know, kind of in a, an early stage of his career, just as a, a low, not, not a low tier, but like a middleman in the mafia. Yeah. 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 He, he was definitely like not the, uh, not the big shot. Uh, gangster, you know, like like you normally see Penguin as right, right. Because this is of, this is very much a year one kind, or not even year two. I guess it was a year three uh, sort no, of story. Year two, in fact, actually at the beginning of the movie, they actually had um like a his little journal pop out that said very specifically this was a year two movie or yeah year year two uh, in his Batman career. I I I just assumed because they they mentioned you know he's been at this for two years. I thought that meant this was like he was going into his third year. I don't I don't know. I, mean, I might be wrong. It's like a, you know, it's a, my, my daughter right now is very adamant about the fact that like you should be, if, if you're going into your third year, then you should be considered three years old as opposed to completing your third year. You know what I mean? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that makes sense. Yeah. So yeah. Okay. Definitely two year. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's kind of, that's, I think that's the the case, but anyway, regardless, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm excited to see how they progress from this point on. I think it was wise to go with a year two specifically because, you know, we got, we already got Batman year one with, uh, with Batman begins. That was very much a year one Batman story more so than anything that had come before, even with the origin, you know, story that we had gotten in previous, uh, and I guess I'm thinking specifically in the kind of the Keaton Batman, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And so having um, some, I, yeah, having that combination of just the early on into the the bat's career, um, so that you know he's, we don't have to re- rehash what we already know. We're seeing a Batman who's maybe not fully, not not nearly as seasoned as Affleck's Batman, but someone who is established enough so that he can show up on a crime scene, but not established enough. So that when he does show up on the crime scene, everybody's like, what is the freak in the back costume doing here? <laughs> like, yeah, pe- people are still like, uh, I don't know about this guy. Because Gordon Gordon was like the only guy that uh, the only person on the police force that like really sort of trusted him. Oh, yeah. And I mean, I love that, too. Like the fact that like uh, everybody, every like all the cops just like relating to him. And it felt like this as like a freak walked in like this is a this is a grown man in a bat costume <laughs> like that was felt. And I think the way in which they kind of established that was done really, really well and added to the realism. This movie may be more real or more like a more realistic take on the Batman than dark Knight. Uh, yeah, I, I, I could see that. Right. I mean, I'm just trying to kind of look at it like, the Dark Knight, I was, and, and the base jumping, I think, is really what puts it over the, the edge here. Because, yes, theoretically, the way that the kind of memory cloth thing, thing worked was, was, okay, fine, yeah. It, it was kind of a nice explanation for why a cape in the modern context. But at the same time, when we actually see him bust out the, what are those gliding suit things that people do that base jumping with? Uh, wingsuits. Yeah, like when he actually like conf- like turns into a wingsuit, he know he doesn't have that kind of bat kind of floating down aesthetic, but at the same time, it was real. Like it was like, okay, no, this somebody could that's, do that. That's yeah, that's something that somebody could actually do. Exactly. So, I don't know, man. Like that I correct me if I'm wrong, I don't think there was anything in this movie that felt 
like it wasn't real with the one exception, maybe being the flooding of Gotham city and physics. But other than that, uh, I mean, like, you know, if a seawall bursts like that, I mean, it depends on, depends on how, you know, like, like for example, if the, the dams in, uh, you know, uh, the Netherlands failed, that would flood those cities horribly. You know, you'd, you'd be in a real, a real bad spot there. Um, so, I mean, yeah, that, 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 that makes sense. I mean, it's, you know, plus, I mean, look at Katrina, right? Like we, mm, we saw yeah. devastation on that scale, uh, in our, in our own world, you know? That's a good point. I guess, I guess I wasn't thinking that Gotham was in, uh, in Louisiana. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, a low lying coastal area. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. I mean, fair point. That's, that's definitely a fair point. Um, and I love what all that sets up, but we'll kind of get into that in the future. Um, okay. Catwoman, uh, Kravitz, Slitty Kravitz's, uh, Zoe daughter. Kravitz. Zoe Kravitz. Thank you. Uh, fun fact, not the first time that she's portrayed the character. She has played Catwoman before. She, she played Catwoman in, uh, in Lego Batman. <laughs> Did she really? Yeah. How crazy I is that? Been- that's I had no idea. That's insane. I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I uh, I was shocked to read that because I was trying to kind of in, in pre prep, kind of going back and looking over some of these people and and what their um, you know, what their background was and in, in terms of what they've done before, and uh, and yeah, when it when I saw that she was actually listed as having done, uh, the meow meow here it is meow meow. Like if you go back and watch <laughs> Lego Batman, she says nothing. Like there's basically nothing that Catwoman does other than saying like here it is meow meow. Oh no, meow meow. Like she just says meow meow after everything. <laughs> That's ridiculous. So I got to wonder if that was the, that, you know, if, if uh, she got the part from her uh, incredible meow meows. Oh, I mean, uh, of course, like how else? <laughs> it wouldn't, it, I mean, it wouldn't make sense any other way. All right. Her cat woman though. What'd you think? Uh, I liked it. Um, uh, st- still had the same kind of like, you know, uh, cat burglar aesthetic and whatnot um, that they're going with. Um, and that she, uh, likes cats. Uh, that was, that was definitely one that was, you know, that was in there. <laughs> yes. Yes. She, she does like the cats. This is true. She also, oh, liked, but I, oh, go ahead. Well, I was going to say she likes the bats as well, but, uh, but she certainly likes the cats. It was very, yeah. And that, that's more of a recent kind of thing, isn't it? The, the whole, um, cat woman and Batman sort of <laughs> being an, an item. No, that's, that is long time. My friend. I mean, I guess. Yeah. I, I I know in the comics didn't they get married recently or something? Oh, you know what? I don't know if that's considered recent at this point, but yes, there was like a Batman Catwoman wedding issue. I remember in the last in, several years, right? Yeah, in the last couple of years for sure. Um, yeah, no, but uh, but I do remember them really kind of becoming more of an established item. I think they've always had kind of that you know will they won't they type of dynamic, but in I want to say it was actually in Hush. Now I'm sure like legit Batman comic fans were are probably shouting at us right now, but I think oh, yeah, it was in sure. Batman Hush that they kind of made it official. Okay. In in, in a um, in a post crisis world, I should say. Yeah, yeah. Because you also had alternate realities where, for example, Huntress was actually the daughter of Batman and Catwoman. Oh, okay. In fact, that was the case in the Birds of Prey television show. Well, there you have it, folks. Yeah. I don't know very much about comics well, anymore. No- <laughs> <laughs> Nobody said you did, Bell. It's it's fine. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I've never claimed to be an authority on comics. Uh, maybe like many years ago, but right. it has been a long time. It it has definitely it has definitely been some time. 
Um, yeah. Okay. So, uh, yeah, no, I thought she, I thought she did a fantastic job. I like the cat burglar aesthetic as well. Um, could have used a little bit more cat burglaring, but perhaps, you know, we'll see her again in a future television show. We'll talk about all the spinoff kind of rumors and, and confirmations and all that kind of good stuff, uh, here near the end, but, um, kind of rolling through again, just, just real quickly with some of these characters. Uh, okay. So talked about penguin. We talked about Catwoman. We talked about, uh, the Batman himself. A, a character that I felt kind of didn't really get enough like highlighting and enough justice here was Alfred. Justice. Okay. <laughs> vengeance, Bell. <laughs> vengeance. Vengeance, vengeance, vengeance. <laughs> Alfred, man. Like Alfred, even like when when he and Bruce had like a small heart to heart, we didn't really see him again in the rest of the movie after that. Which is interesting because you, know, I, I kind of always assumed that Alfred would play a bigger role in a uh, you know year one style Batman. Well, he typically um, does. Yeah, and and so the fact that he wasn't in there as much was was interesting to me. Yeah. Do you think? Um, uh, do you think it's more of like there? Because I mean, like you know, they got uh, Andy Circus to play him, and Andy Circus isn't exactly an unknown. You know what I mean? Like Andy Circus got paid for about three scenes. Yeah, but I mean, then again, it's not an Alfred movie. It's a Batman movie, and the movie was already nearly three hours long. Well, so, true, yeah. you know, I, I think I think that's fine. That's fine in my book. Yeah, no, I mean, I, I think if there was one character that was going to have less attention on him, I, I, to some extent, it's kind of a bold choice, but maybe it was the right choice to not focus too much on Alfred or not really give him a full arc. Like, we see kind of the tension that exists in their relationship with... You know, Alfred kind of seeing Bruce as a son, but kind of being rejected by Bruce as a father. And, you know, even when we get that kind of what we think is about to be a sweet moment when Alfred is, you know, wakes up in the hospital and Bruce is there. And then immediately Bruce like starts, you know, cutting into him, you know? Yeah. Yeah. But that's about uh, it. Yeah. We don't really see a re- re- resolution of any kind to. Uh, well, in, in the, the whole like you're not my father scene, like that was like I, I thought there was going to be a little bit more like, payoff from that. Yeah. Uh huh. <laughs> yeah. And uh, and so I was I was I was uh, surprised they didn't kind of like resolve that more. So but, maybe you know. this is like a setup. I mean, I mean, it's safe to say that we are definitely looking at a new franchise, a new trilogy, a new who knows what. I think that this is a bad a Batman, a universe, a Gotham that has a lot of legs. They seem to know that early on. Like I mentioned, there's a lot of upcoming projects connected with this universe. And so, you know, it's possible that when they, when they kind of brought Andy Serkis on, it was like, look in this movie, you're not going to do much, but just, just give it time. We're going to, you're going to get your due. Yeah. Um, but I, and, and I'm excited though, because like, you know, um, I was I was excited about this Batman from the beginning. Like when I heard Robert Pattinson was going to be in there, I was like, that's awesome. I've loved all this indie stuff that he's done. And when he pours himself into a project, he does an excellent job. And um, so, yeah, I, I wasn't sure if this was going to be like a one shot thing, kind of like they did with Jacqueline Phoenix's Joker, or if this was going to be a um, an attempt at a new trilogy, like outside of the current, you know, DCEU kind of uh, stuff that we got going on. So I'm, I'm glad to see that. I'm glad that they're that this can stand alone. Like we don't have to have everything interconnected. I know Marvel kind of broke uh, movie studio executives brains there for a minute by, you know, saying everything has to be an interconnected universe or we're never going to sell movie tickets ever again. Yeah. And so, you know, it's, it's like maybe, maybe just make (laughs) that continuity. The kids love the continuity. (laughs) Yeah. Maybe, maybe, I don't know. Maybe just tell good stories. Uh, and, and that's what people will enjoy and that's what people want to go see. So, 
that's all I have to say about that. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> no, I think I think you're right. I think you're right. I mean, uh, you know, it, it it's it on the one hand, you kind of look at this and you're thinking like, oh, you know, what if they connected this with Joker? And then on the other hand, you're thinking like, what if they didn't? What if they just kind of allowed Joker to be Joker and Batman to be Batman? What what do we get? There? Yeah. Yeah, I mean like like I don't need to see Jacqueline Phoenix's Joker face off with um uh uh, Robert Pattinson's Batman. Like, I don't have to see that. That's not something that I'm like dying to see. Um, I would like to see more Jacqueline Phoenix's Joker. Don't get me wrong, but it doesn't have to be in this, in this, in this universe, right? It could be um, a, another, another film um, with even another Batman. I don't care. Like I, I'm just saying like comic books, there's like 50 different Batman comic books and they're all different and you know, they don't always interconnect. And so they don't have to all the time. You know, I mean, you know, I, I totally agree. And part of me actually kind of worries a little bit that because of the success that this movie is, is just destined to have, I'm a little worried that we might get a situation where it's like, you know, flashpoint ends with bringing Pattinson's Batman into the, the Snyder verse or the post Snyder verse, whatever it ends up being. Yeah. I mean, I just don't think we need that. I think if you're going to make like if you're going to if you're going to like, for example, if you take this movie as the Iron Man to a new universe, which is not even what I'm saying, I'm not saying I want that. Right. I'm just saying that if that should happen, then I think what you really need is to use this movie as a jumping off part. Like, don't don't convolute it. Don't convolute something beautifully simple and com- like it's complex and it's simple. It, it, it succeeds on both levels to me in the way that they establish this world. And I think that if they attempt to do something where they connect it with what's come before, it's going to become unnecessarily convoluted and almost instantly lose part of what makes it so special. Yeah. I think if they were going to do something like that, then right. They, then after having uh, after man of steel, they should have had an in-credit scene where Christian Bale's Batman is in Paris or wakes up in a Paris hotel room and gets a phone call, turns on the TV, sees the devastation, and you know, says, Alfred, I'm coming home. You know what I mean? Like they should have like if you wanted to do that, do that then when you were doing the whole thing. But now it's like, no, 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 no. Let this be. Let this whatever this ends up becoming, let it happen slow. Let it simmer. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. And and that was the problem that, that DC had, in my opinion, with their whole uh, initial um, foray into the comic book movie world is that they're like, oh, well, you know, we're going to do it different. We're not going to do individual hero movies. We're going to do one Superman movie and then we're going to do a team up movie with Superman and Batman. And we're just going to just see what happens, you know, like. Yeah, but and- I mean, to be fair, like, I think we I think everybody but I know like we as like a, like a geek consumer base, we were all like, come on DC. Like you, you, you lost this one. Why didn't you should have had this? Like looking back now, it's easy to be like, oh yeah, they should have never done this. They, they're way better at this other thing. But like we wanted it. We were kind of clamoring for it. I, and, and like, you know, as a comic book fan, it's like, I don't need to see another origin story. Which is another reason why I'm super glad this was like a year two Batman story. I don't, I don't want to see Martha Wayne and, and Thomas Wayne die again. Like I'm so tired of that. Right. Um, so yeah, on the one hand, it's like, okay, well, you know, I think that's good. On the other hand, um, let's, let's just make movies, I guess. (laughs) Well, and you know, speaking of kind of not wanting to see the Waynes die again, I love how this movie kind of subverted our expectations there. 
right? Cause like we're introduced to a kid it's on, you know, he's, he's wearing a costume. He, he sees his dad. He kind of kills his dad, <laughs> you know, like, like kind of faux kills his dad. And then all of a sudden, you know, and so we're sitting back. We're not, we don't know much about the movie that we're about to see. We know it's a Batman movie. So we've been trained in a Batman movie to just expect that that's Martha and Thomas Wayne, which by the way, every single time Martha's name was mentioned, I, I really fought the urge in the theater to n- not yell out, why did you say that name? <laughs> it was I mean, really difficult, to. man. I really wanted to do that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's understandable. I think Yeah, for yeah. sure. Yeah. But anyway, point is that um, we've been trained to think that, that this is about to be, you know, the, the Waynes, we're about to see them killed in the street and we're about to, you know, see Bruce standing over their bodies and holding some pearls. And like, we just, we know what happens. We've, we've been out to a Batman movie. We've done the Batman thing before. We know what happens, but uh Oh, surprise. That's not at all. What's about to happen. They completely subvert our expectations by instead, like, you know, this being not that in fact, this is the son of the sitting mayor of Gotham city who's up for reelection. Uh, this movie is being praised, I think relatively universally for the fact that it is the most Gotham of any other, you know, Batman that's come before. I think the, the closest, this is going to sound weird. I guess, I guess the closest that any movie has come to establishing Gotham as a character is probably like outside of the shoemaker films. Well, no, I was going to say it's the shoemaker films. Because like oh 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 I thought you're saying like this is the closest one since the Shoemaker films. Well, okay, it's definitely the closest one since the Shoemaker th- films. But I would actually say that it's specifically Batman and Robin, um, because I mean like if you think about it, you had those giant gothic statues holding up buildings and clocks, and it made no kind of sense whatsoever. Yeah, but it, but it was you know for the for what it was, it was very much an iconic a visual identity to Gotham City. Um, it felt as though it was like toys cascaded everywhere that a child was playing with. And, you know, it, it had a, it, it was to some extent, it's its own character in this place and time, you know, like Burton's Burton's Batman had the feel of God, mm. like Gotham, like, you know, his, his, he, the style was there, right? Like the style was, was great. Um, but the, as far as like the, the characterness of it, you know, um, like that was, that was definitely shoemaker. Oh yeah. I but feel, it, yeah. But that's the thing. It was so over the top that it, for me, and I mean, I get it. It was meant for kids. And I mean, I guess we were kids when that movie came out, but I think like yeah. even then it was just kind of like, ah, it's the city of justice. <laughs> <laughs> city of love. City of love. Um, city for peace. Everyone of us. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, we all need, I don't know the rest of the words. I'm going to stop there. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, I thought I thought the city was great. Um, okay, uh, Gordon, uh, fresh take on Gordon. We got Bernard from Westworld showing up as our new Gordon. Loved loved him. He wasn't commissioner yet. I don't even think he's commissioner by the end of this movie. Uh, th- well, I think he was a captain, maybe. That sounds right. Um, not necessarily fully res- like respected, and I guess enough by his colleagues to let him kind of do what he did. But for the most part. He's not he's not the Gordon that we know from the comics yet. Right. Yeah. He's he he's kind of like an outlier, right? Um, because you know, he sees this mass vigilante dude instead of being like, Why are you an adult dressed like a bat? And why are you beating the crap out of these people? He's like, This guy might be able to help us. He's like, Oh, sick. That dude, cool costume. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I kind of love that we skipped right over like how did this happen? You know what I mean? 
with their relationship. Yeah, well, that, and that's that's another thing too. Is everybody knows that Batman has Commissioner Gordon, right? So we don't we don't need to see that. Well, it, and it doesn't we, like we got that before. Like you know what I mean? Like I think again, we got we got a year one Batman. We got we got that in Batman Begins. How Commissioner Gordon and Batman kind of you know become buddy buddy. Yeah, and so yeah, you know, like that's that that you know that's an issue that you know you you don't want to see the same stuff over and over again, right? Like it's just not. It's just not, it's not, it's not fun. It's not fresh. Um, it, it gets, it gets played out, right? Yeah. Yeah. You need, you need something a little bit more fresh. I thought he did a great yeah. job with it. I really liked the two of them kind of working the the case. Uh, it was a very much a, a mystery, a detective story um, throughout. Did you, you know, I, there's a lot of the puzzles that we don't have the pieces to as an audience in the sense that like, you know, we don't, we can't sit there and decode. Although I'm sure like, someone like you was probably looking at that piece of paper and being like, no freeze frame. I want to do it. <laughs> um, yeah. You know, like that and the ciphers and stuff, those are fun. Um, and uh, the, yeah, it, it was, it was kind of hard to follow along. I think with the, with the clues, you know, not having the stuff, but I don't think that was really the intent. Uh, I'm, I'm just glad to, you know, to watch Batman do it. Um, and I'm glad that there was actually detective work in this one, you know? Mm, yes. Yes. Like, that was that was something that I don't think we've really ever seen. Uh, we got like, some of that in Dark Knight um, because, of course, you know, he like he he scanned the bullet and he brought it back. He did like, kind of some forensics work on the bullet. You remember that? Yeah. I mean, that's not really detective work. That's forensic work. You're saying there wasn't not, really a mystery per se. Right. Like, um, I mean, there kind of was in. um I, I guess the mystery is like, what is the plan of the bad guy? And which, which is, I guess, eh, I don't know what I'm, what am I trying to say here? Like, um, they were trying to figure out what Bane was trying to do, right? There's, there's the, the concrete company and, you know, all the different stuff there. Like, but there wasn't like active detective work like there was here right. where he's going to the crime scenes. He's like, you know, finding clues, right. That the guy's leaving him. Um, and he's trying to do stuff with that. And so like, that's, that's the kind of, you know, detective -y stuff that we've sort of missed. Um, as of late. Yeah, no, I, I get that. I think, um, I think that this movie did a good job with it. I admittedly, there was certainly, um, times where, you know, he did great detective work and there was times where he got it wrong. And then there were times where he got lucky. Yeah. Like the, and the, you're always going to find stuff like that. No, which is fine. Like I, I have no problem with it, but like at the end too, where he's like, ah, oh, it's a Tucker. He's like, what did you say? You know, or he didn't grab like, whew. Great choice not to gravel his voice, by the way. Uh, yeah, right. He's like, what, what did you say? He's like, oh, it's, a, it's a Tucker. You know, my uncle or my aunt or whoever was it. My uncle is like a carpet person who cleans carpets. Yeah, like, like, thank goodness that dude's uncle or whatever was a was a carpet layer, right? Yeah, <laughs> exactly. So it was like a little bit like, ah, that's 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 pretty clever. That's that's a lucky break that you got right there. Yeah, because I mean, like, you know, Batman would never know what one of those things are. Right. Exactly. He, he's he's rich. Bruce Wayne Bruce Wayne ain't tucking his own carpet. <laughs> yeah. And granted, I didn't know what it was. Like I thought it was some weird kind of shovel, but we really ain't tucking his it. own carpet. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I thought I thought that was pretty neat. Um But yeah, like, you know, I, I, I loved the thumb drive joke. I thought that was I thought that was good. Like there was humor in the movie, but it wasn't like you know, overdone in a way where we didn't have like quips and stuff. Of course, Batman never really quips, but, no, um, yeah. you know, 
they're, 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 the, the, well, the, the way they did the humor, I thought was well done. Well, and even with like the, um, oh gosh, like, like you said, it's not quippy. Uh, like the, the twins I remember were kind of like a, a source of light humor, but it's not like bust a gut type of humor stuff. It's like, Oh, you know, <laughs> remember these guys that wouldn't open the door for Batman and then Batman came and destroyed him. But then Bruce Wayne gets to just kind of waltz in and, you know, yeah. Like, like sight gags and things like that, you know, exactly. And and that worked. I mean, like, you know, it, it, it worked for what it was. It wasn't, this movie isn't trying to be a comedy by any stretch of the imagination. Right. Yeah, for sure. Okay. Um, Speaking of which, uh, should we talk about the clown in the room? Yes, we should. Okay. So, uh, Joker, and I know I realize we haven't talked about Riddler yet. I'm kind of saving him for last, but, uh, Joker, we get introduced briefly to someone who is by, I mean, it's fair to say, I think it's been kind of revealed at this point is the Joker in Arkham Asylum. I mean, it's gotta be right. Yes. Uh, we, from what we saw, I, I saw a gash on the side of the guy's face, but th- what was your take, man? Like, what did you, what did you pick up from this Joker? Uh, he looks like he's disfigured. Yeah. Right. Um, so I'm, I'm thinking that maybe like, you know, he, he has some sort of disfigurement because like his nose looked big and weird and kind of red. And so maybe he has some kind of like, uh, birth defect or he was disfigured in some way that made him look like a clown which is why he adopted the Joker persona. Hmm. But it's, it's clear that he's like, you know, been established and he's, and he's seen him before. Um, and so that's kind of neat that there's this idea that this, that he's already fought him before. And so we'll see some real history between them when they meet up again. Yeah. I, I, I like that idea that perhaps Joker was his year one villain. Um, I thought it might be interesting if like even that gash in his face came from Batman from, fighting, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, Batman specifically, like maybe, you know, and he accidentally like slashed right into the side of his face or something like that could be kind of interesting. I am very hopeful though, that they don't rush to the Joker. You know, yeah, that's always been kind of a problem that like, cause everybody knows who the Joker is. Um, what's been done that, like, just like that, yeah. like you were saying before, like the Joker has been done. And it's been done very, very well. Right. Uh, like Heath Ledger's Joker is, you know, probably like everybody's favorite Joker. Exactly. Well, that's the other thing too. I think the choice to go with a disfigured Joker at this stage in the game, uh, too soon, maybe? It's it's a decent representation. I mean, it, it makes sense story-wise, I guess, you know, to to, to do that. So that's that's maybe the the right thing to do. I don't know. Depending on how, like, cause you know, it's a birth defect versus his dad gave him scars. Like, you know, what are you, what are you going to do? I, I don't know. I just, I, I, we, I, is it so wrong that I like falling into a vat of acid? Like, you know what I mean? Like that's classic. I know I mean, that, that we're true. dealing with a bunch of more like realism and that sort of thing. And that's part of why the Joker works so well in the dark Knight. but I don't know. I mean, the, if the rumors are to be believed, there is uh, a chance in which we may actually see Mr. Freeze. Uh, for the sequel, that would be interesting. I would think that would be incredible, especially with the way they finished this movie with kind of the no man's land where we're looking at a broken Gotham one, like a playground for some of these villains to rise up and be almost at war with each other. I think having, you know, penguin owning a section of this, of the city, Riddler owning a section section of the city 
And then like Mr. Freeze coming in and owning some sort of section of the city. And then maybe at the end of it, you find out that the Joker has been kind of like playing all of the villains against each other just for his own amusement. You know what I mean? That would be interesting. Yeah. Like, I mean, all right. It's just kind of like a a random pitch here is you almost kind of see some sort of like chessboard, you know, kind of like some sort of custom chessboard or something with like a hand with a glove, like some sort of like felt glove moving pieces around and doing voiceover. And then by the time the ending of the movie comes to pass, you see that that voice is actually the Joker who's been moving all these pieces around or something like that. So playing off the voiceover that we got in this movie with Pattinson's Batman coming in and being like, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm a bat now. I, I don't sleep. I'm out, I'm out here doing my thing. Cause I'm, I'm a bat. Yeah. Uh, but he's, but, but he's in jail though. Well, I guess, are you, are you, are you insinuating that like everybody's going to break out or whatever? He could be, he could literally be in Arkham the entire time and he's making all this happen from Arkham. And maybe at the end of it, you know, it, it ends with kind of this battle at Arkham with all of these villains, their goons fighting each other, trying to, so Batman trying to fight all of these people. And then in that kind of insanity, that's where like this massive Arkham breakout happens and the Joker comes strolling out. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, you see the thing that, that, that kind of sucks is that, you know, like I, I, I liked, I liked nightfall. I don't know if a lot of people liked nightfall, but I liked nightfall. Yes. Um, you know, when Batman was broken, by um, Richard uh, by is Bane. broken by Bane. Bane took you him and he broke him in half. Yeah, but like, so they just did Bane, and so like, I don't think you could do a Nightfall. No, um, that's unless unless, unless they unless they change, you know, Bane and take Bane out of the picture and have it be somebody else. I tell you what, man, let's let's jump to a quick commercial break, and uh, after we get back, we'll talk about the 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 big bad here. We'll talk about the Riddler as well as some of the series and and speculation and things that are going down. So stick with us. We'll be right back. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Okay, so as I was mentioning, man, we've got uh, the Riddler. This is the first time that the Riddler has made his way into a movie since portrayed by the infamous uh, uh, Jim Carrey, which was... Yes. Can we actually, you know what, before we do it, can we talk about Jim Carrey's Riddler real quick? And how wonderful it was? Uh, Remember, the Shoemaker Batman films are Batman 69. Yeah, but wasn't he just being like joker but the riddler no he was being the riddler i think he was be i think he was he was doing his take on the joker man you think so yeah i mean like it was fine and you're right it was very shoemaker schumacher uh schumacher does he make the shoes or does he mock the shoes uh they're uh really fast so they go mock one Okay. <laughs> you took it in a whole different direction and I love it. Uh yes. Okay, fair enough. So he he had uh he you know, he was silly and all that kind of good stuff and it's fine for what it was. 
this Riddler is exactly what I wanted from a modern take on the Riddler. Like and a actually, weird psychopath Riddler. Yeah, well, just just a just a hacker, just somebody who is much more like like code breaker, um, a nerdy dude, kind of a social outcast. He even incorporated some of that over the topness that we saw in Jim Carrey's uh, Riddler, which was an interesting choice, but but one that you know I'm I'm gonna allow it. I think it's fine. I think it kind of speaks to that kind of um, kind of that general lack of social awareness that that this character had. I. I loved it though. I, w- I really want to know your take on this. Like what, what did you think about this take on the Riddler? I, I liked it a lot. Um, yeah. You know, he had the social outcast feel about him. The uh, just over the top sadisticness was interesting. Yeah. Um, that was, I wasn't expecting, well, I mean like he's wearing a BDSM mask. I mean, what, what I, I guess, you know, at what point do you stop expecting or, or, you know, not expect somebody to be like a crazy psychopath person? Um but yeah, it was, I was not it, a fan of the mask. I'll be I'll be honest, man. That if I my main criticism is I'm not a, a fan of the mask. Yeah, the mask was weird. Um I liked the 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 time where he was talking about, you know, the mask set you free kind of thing. Mm-hmm. That's a big theme in Batman, right? Where like, you know, he's not uh when he when he's out of his mask, he's not himself. Right. Uh that was that was cool. I liked oh, that. Um, which by the way, what a great choice to like keep him as Batman for pretty much the entire film. Oh yeah, that was super awesome. Yes, that was mad respect. But yeah, I I, I liked the portrayal, like the um, the you know to the Batman thing, like the little riddles and stuff that he that he left. Like that was the little uh, the bomb on the neck, and like you're having to guess the 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 riddles. Like you know the audience is guessing along and stuff like that. And you know uh, those kind of things were neat. Um, it it's it's kind of like I don't know how you do uh, a Riddler. Um, with him being so kind of goofy uh, and, and sort of modernize it. And I think they did a good job with that. So did you get most of the riddles or like, which like, do you know kind of uh, around what percentage you got versus didn't? I'm trying to remember. Um, I got the justice one. I guess that was fairly obvious. Yeah. Uh, I'm trying to remember the the, uh, the second and third one. The first one was the one where, you know, what does a liar do when, when he dies or whatever? Oh yeah. 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 He, uh, 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 lies, uh, lies down or lies still. Yeah. Lies still that one. I, I, I did not get that one. That yeah. One. I don't think I got that one either. Um, the bring but him yeah, into the light. We weren't, I don't think we were supposed to get that one. All things considered. Bring him in the, yeah. That one, that one was weird. Like I, I thought like bring him into the light. I thought what they were going to do was take him to the bat signal. And kind of like drape him over the light, like uh, uh, to get, have him arrested or whatever, like like we saw in um, was that was that Batman Begins? Yes, yes, no, no. Yeah, I mean that Dark Knight. What in Dark Knight was it? I think it was Batman Begins because he didn't have a bat symbol at that point. Oh, and so that's that right. guy. The guy yeah, made yeah, the yeah, bat yeah, symbol. Yeah, yeah, didn't come out. Yeah, you're right. You're right. And so that's kind of what I was thinking. Like bring him into the light. He's going to be in the light of the, of the bat signal. And then that's going to have him do something um, or have Riddler do something. So I, 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 I didn't quite know what that meant and bringing him into the light. I mean, it was a random street light outside the club. That was kind of lame. Well, I mean, it's just like into the light where he could shoot him because he sniped him from his hotel. Or yeah, but I mean, like, what if he brought him? Like, what? If, what if? I mean, I, I guess he was he was planning on him being there, you know. So yeah, but I mean, like, if what if he brought him into the light outside of his house, the street light in front of his house, like he wouldn't be set up there to kill him, you know? It, that was 
that one was kind of kind of weird. Um, yeah, I mean, so that was the thing, right? The Riddler kind of expected Batman to be kind of almost a better detective than he was, or to be able to to get catch the riddles. He was almost disappointed at the end, where he's like, "Well, he said he said he was." Yeah, yeah, I loved like, that. I loved that kind of the the yeah. You, it's like you still don't you still didn't get it. Yeah, I mean, even and at it, the end, it kind of shows how disconnected he was because he was saying that you know. Hey, you're, you know, we, we did this together. What are you talking about? Like I, I, I led you to him and then, you know, we, we killed him together. Like this was an us thing. Yeah, that was neat. Um, it was also neat that he won like Riddler straight up won. Oh yeah. Full on. That was, I mean, like, again, it, <laughs> what a great choice to do that. I, and you know, and what does victory look like though? Right. So w- Riddler, Riddler won and that obviously his, his goals were achieved, but at the same time, Batman's journey in this movie was not to catch the Riddler. Although, I mean, I guess to some extent it obviously was, and he he succeeded in that way. Batman's journey was to really kind of identify what does it mean to be the Batman? What does it mean to be Gotham's savior or or hero? Uh, What does it mean to actually do, do, do good? Like that scene opening scene where he's fighting off dudes on um, Halloween. And even the person he's trying to save is like, don't hurt me. Don't hurt me. To like jumping yeah. to the end of the movie where the ch- I think as a child that's being lifted onto the helicopter and like holds on to Batman's arm because she's scared to, for him to leave for for him to, for her to be taken away and he's seen as as you know someone she can feel safe with I think really you see it and what a great performance by Pattinson you see so much in his eyes you yeah. know what I mean like. His face is covered, yet his eyes like just speak volumes. Well, that's so, what I'm telling you, man. He's a great actor. You're right. You're right. I'm I'm a I'm a pat head or what? What do we? What do you, <laughs> I'm a I'm a patent son. Stan. Patent Stan. I don't know what's what's the what's what's the appropriate phraseology here. I I don't know. I liked his performance, and I don't know if there's a name for that, but I thought he did really really well. <laughs> I wasn't a big fan of the mask. I think it worked well enough in the sense that because they did the kind of flash mob murder squad at the very end, uh, I found that entire scene to be just absolutely terrifying. It seemed in, incredibly realistic, especially in the modern context. Um, I think that part, part added to really the terror of the Riddler and really kind of the terror of who he is as a villain in this world. Um, and the inspiration he was able to kind of, you know, uh, put behind his, his people that I found, I just found that entire final scene to be terrifying. Yeah. Yeah. That was pretty, pretty crazy. It was just real, man. It was, it was, yeah, it's wild. Okay. Uh, so yes, that's Riddler. Let's, let's, uh, let's talk about where this, this goes from here. Where do we go from here? So HBO has kind of announced a whole bunch of new projects for this universe. We know that there's going to be a penguin series or actually, let me ask you this. Are you familiar? Are you aware of this at all? Uh, no, this is news to me. Okay. Oh, this is good. Then I get some live bell reactions. I love to hear it. Um, yeah, no. So we are getting a penguin series on HBO. Like with, uh, Colin, Colin Farrell? Farrell. Yeah. Really? This is, a, this is Colin Farrell's penguin. As I understand it, it is going to detail his kind of rise within the mafia. So we're, huh. it's kind of a penguin year one or maybe penguin year zero, if you will. Interesting. It is. Um, we are also dealing with a potential. Now I don't think this is con- confirmed. I think this is being discussed, but a potential Catwoman spinoff, uh, with, uh, Kravitz as Catwoman or Catwoman. Okay. 
And uh, uh, these are these are series, right? These are these are all series on HBO. Okay. The the one that uh, the one that may actually be a real, there's two that may actually be one. One is an Arkham series, and one is a uh, Gotham PD series. And the context is, you remember this the show Gotham? Uh, got ham, yes. Yes, got ham. So that series, but HBO and in this universe. Interesting. Yeah, and but obviously no kid Bruce Wayne. So we're actually dealing. We don't have to like have this weird. We got to tell a Batman universe with no Batman when we. So we can't have these villains be too established or and yada yada yada. And, yeah. and also we can't have a Joker, but we definitely have a Joker for some reason. <laughs> none, none of that mess. We're we're dealing with like a an established Gotham universe. We're dealing with an established. GPD, they can actually go after some known villains and, uh, and they're kind of dealing with that, that reality. That'll, that'll be neat. I think um, I'm, I'm excited for that. Cause I feel like Gotham, the series never lived up to the promise that I think many of us were hoping for from that series. Yeah, no, I agree with that. And you've got like, like people like Renee Montoya and, uh, who, if I'm not mistaken, became the question or no, not yeah, Became the question at one point. And so on, they, on got him. No, not on got him. I wish she'd become on Godham. Would have been. Yeah. She was on for like a split second and then she never came back on again. Cause I, I know they did a bunch of like really interesting things in Godham and towards the end. Mm-hmm. Um, but I never, I think I watched like part of the first season and I don't know. And never again. I like Donald Logue, which is kind of why I watched it. Yeah. Um, no, he's, he's, he's good. He had some good stuff. Um, yeah. The Penguin on that show was really good. I thought the Riddler was pretty good too. Yeah, no, they they were good for sure. Yeah, mad props to them. They did a lot of good work with them. So, but it'll be nice to kind of see like what you can actually do when you're not hamstrung by a uh, studio, right? Well, and I, the also the other it's yeah, I I don't know. I mean, I'm sure there'll be some sort of limitations that are put on it and all that kind of good stuff. But we'll we'll see what they end up doing. I would love to see a yeah, like okay, so you've got. You've got Gotham as almost a character in this movie, right? Yeah. Uh, and one of the things that is kind of can be fascinating is what happens when Batman's not there because he cannot be everywhere at once. They acknowledge that at the beginning of this series as well, um, is that I can't be everywhere at once, but the symbol is not just a calling. It's, it's a warning. And, you know, I think that there can be something very interesting in exploring what happens when Batman doesn't show up when he's somewhere else. And I think I could be wrong, but I think they could really get away with it in a lot of these series because unlike this question of like, you know, we call the Avengers, where are the Avengers? The Avengers should be on this. We're not dealing with world ending situations here. You know, like we're dealing, we're probably dealing with lower life crime or even like things being foiled before they can even become things. And, you know, I think there's a, I think there's an opportunity to tell some, some interesting stories along the way. Well, we we almost saw that like at the beginning when he's talking about, you know, I have to choose where I'm going to be. And they show several crimes that were in process Yeah, that he didn't go get. He went to go get the guys on the train who were about to, uh, you know, knock out that uh, that guy. Yeah. The dude with the weird kind of teardrop melon head looking thing. Yeah. Like that. Well, yeah, there was that guy. He he robbed that uh, convenience store. Uh, there was uh, wasn't there something else as well. Uh, Well, there was the guys on the train. Well, you, you saw what the guys on the train were doing before they were on the train, if I'm remembering right. 
Oh, is that what it was? Okay, okay, okay. I Sorry, so. I was mistaken. But yeah, like, you know, the, that that is still an interesting concept to explore, right? Like, you know, you, you show these crimes. You could even do it like a like a pseudo kind of what if scenario where it's like, you know, if Bat if Batman had stopped this crime instead of this one, what would have happened? Right. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. We'll uh, we'll see. We could even see somebody who's like <laughs> maybe a criminal who's like really thinks they're like the stuff and like it keeps on waiting for Batman to show up, but it's just like the cops. <laughs> He's like, come on, I'm a real supervillain, guys. Come on. <laughs> yeah. I think that wasn't there like a I think there was a character like that in the comics. It was um oh man, it was like a like the goat or something like that. It was like a dude that wore a goat mask and tried to do crimes, and it was kind of like, okay, you're just you're he was just, just a joke. You're just a guy wearing like a goat mask. <laughs> I could be cool. That's- yeah, that's interesting. I do hope they save though some of the bigger tier like story arcs for Batman. You know, one of the things that I feel like we we got hints to a lot of characters in this movie. Uh Hush got a pretty major, you know, kind of I guess allusion with the uh, Elliots, um although I think they mentioned uh Elliot Thomas Elliot or perhaps his father was a journalist in this as opposed to a doctor, which is what he was in the comics. Um that being said, I love that even when they were talking about it, they said he paid hush money and they, <laughs> <laughs> they put hush then, right up on the thing. And then was, every like, yeah, every person behind the or every person in front of the camera just winks at the camera simultaneously. Yeah, I was like, ah, ah, we know what this is. The kids don't know. Yeah. We know. What this is. <laughs> so I, I, you know, I hope that we see that done in a movie context as opposed to, you know, in like a television show context, another big one, major one is the court of owls, which I thought we were going to, we, I feel like we got perhaps at least one allusion to the court of owls in this movie with, um, Oh man. One of the clues, I think about the Waynes when he turned it over, or maybe it was like a brief flashing over the screen, but you had like these two big yellow eyes that like, appeared on like the back of a card or something like that do you remember this at all or am i completely making this up uh yeah i don't know i I feel like that's the case i want to say that's the case i mean it's a three-hour movie and i was at alamo so i was eating like sometimes so i mean i was at alamo eating and i kind of caught it well you know i yeah i I get really involved in my food okay (laughs) (laughs) oh fair enough I don't know. I feel like we got maybe perhaps a nod to the court of owls. I love the fact that we also talked about, we were really diving into like the, the depths of Gotham and, you know, just like even, even the, you know, the quote unquote more heroic families are not all that, you know, heroic, like all of, all of these people are dirty, including the Waynes. Yeah. Including the Waynes. Like that was something we've never seen before. Thomas Wayne has always been like this hero person. And it's kind of funny in Batman v Superman when like, you know, it's uh, uh same guy who played comedian, uh, Jeffrey Dean Morgan, and um, he, you know, could have easily escaped the situation by giving the dude his wallet. Instead, he decided to fight him, and he got himself and his wife killed. Right. Um, I was glad we didn't see something like that again. Where, but like, it was really neat to see. It's like, yeah, you know, uh, they're human, right? You know, these are human people, and they make human mistakes, and uh, it, it costs them dearly. Um, and and that was that was something very interesting to see. And I was glad we actually got to see that. And it costs the city dearly as well. Like I, I love, I love that, um, you know, we, we really do get the sense that, you know, this is a city that's been done dirty over the years. And, uh, yeah. and I think that they, they did a good job of, of really showcasing that, uh, man, there's just so much in this movie. As you already mentioned it, it is a three hour long movie. So much happens in it. It is a slow 
pace. I was actually uh, talking to a friend of mine yesterday who, who hadn't seen it yet. And I was telling her like, you know, I went in this movie with like very little expectations and I came out of it just really, really just blown away by it. It's, it's absolutely incredible. It's a slow burn. I think you have to know that going into the movie. It's three hours and it is a slow burn, but at the same time, it never, it never feels like it's wasting your time. Like every right. single inch of this film is fascinating. And so while you're not getting like this, like crazy action packed that kind of, I think modern audiences have come to express, expect from superhero films. Like it is absolutely phenomenal and, uh, and worth every single minute of, of the movie. So here's the big question, man. Where does this movie rank? Normally we do like the, like that out of five. I, I'm assuming that we're both giving this movie five out of five. Uh, yeah, I'd say five out of five. I think it's one of the best interpretations of Batman that we've seen in a while. I think yeah. it's, uh, it was, even though it was long, it didn't feel slow, uh, which was, I mean, I, I so it, it was paced. I think it was well paced. Like, I don't, I don't think there weren't parts where I was kind of like, I wish we would hurry up and get along with the story. I was, I was involved the entire time. Right. Um, and yeah. And, and so, uh, the characters are done well. Robert Pattinson was a great Batman. Um, oh gosh, I can't remember his name. He played Riddler, but he was, he was wonderful. He was yeah, perfect. Who is that role. actually? I've, I've been to IMDB that before we, um, before he, we he was also in, um, uh, there will be blood. Was he in the office? No, you're not. No. I don't think you're, I'm probably, yeah. Uh, Paul, I, Paul I Dano. Paul Dano. Paul Dano. Yes, 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 yes. Uh, he's, he's wonderful. He was excellent. He's in Little Miss Colin Sunshine. Carol was great. Little Miss Sunshine. Yeah, I think that was back when he was. When he and There Will Be Blood. He might he have the... been. I've never seen the, the that movie. He was in Cowboys really? and Aliens. Okay. Yeah. Huh. Anyway, but yes. All right. So we we're both giving it kind of a five out of five here. So the next question really is, man, what is this? Uh, where does this fall in the order of things? We don't have to like list the others, but is this number one? That's the real question. Is this the number one Batman movie? Of all time. I don't know. I mean, like Dark Knight, right? Has been the the gold standard. Yeah, it really has. So where does this rank in your mind against Dark Knight? Is this better than the Dark Knight? I don't know. It's so different. Like, it's such a different style of story. Is it? Is it, though? I feel like it's the closest to the Dark Knight than any of the other Batman movies. And this Batman movie, this this the Batman, like, borrows from everything. It borrows from the cartoon. It borrows from the video games. It borrows from literally everything. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I mean, I don't know. I enjoyed it a lot. I'd like to see it again. Um, cause I, I've seen dark Knight, you know, numerous times. Um, this, this one felt more detective noir story and less action movie, which I really appreciated. Yeah. Um, I, 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 I like, that's kind of how I always felt a Batman movie should be. It should be like noir detective gritty, um, uh, you know, type of story. And this one I felt nailed that. Um, I don't know. I don't know. I'll, I'll have to see it a couple more times just to, just to, to, you know, I think it does need at that. least one or two more viewings to, to really make that call. I mean, I think I walked out of it thinking like, this is, this is better than the dark Knight. And after really? like a day or so kind of processing it, I think that there's, I love I, I, this world, this interpretation of Gotham, I, I would say is better than the dark Knight and better than the yeah. Nolan universe. That being said, and I, I, I don't want this movie to be any faster. You know what I mean? Like, I don't think this movie needs to be any faster, but yeah. the fact of the matter is the dark Knight does have more, like it's, it's more entertaining. I think 
than what this movie was. And so the the Dark Knight probably like wins out by a hair for that reason. But I need to see this movie another time or two or three to to really tell. If we judge this movie based solely on the fact that uh, Batman doesn't kill or uh, either either actually kill or like kill via his actions or inaction, um, this is the only movie I think in which Batman hasn't killed someone. Wait, who did who did Bale kill? Uh, pretty much anybody that he like shot or ran over the car with, uh, or blew something up. What he didn't? What did he do that? He didn't do that. Yeah. Um, what you talk about, Bell? There, there, there are moments in there where you're like, "There's no way anybody in that vehicle survived," and, uh, and things of that nature. Yeah, I guess that's true. I guess that's true. I mean, like, there are definitely some deaths that occurred during the the car chase with Penguin. But, uh, and I mean, like some of those punches, I mean, there's no telling, there's no way that we know for sure that people didn't die in the hospital from concussions or something like that. (laughs) Like, It was pretty rough. Yeah, It got pretty brutal there. So I, I don't know. I hear what you're saying, but I don't know. There, I, I think there, I think there's less, um, the bat tank has no rules. <laughs> yeah. Like there, there's less ambiguity in this one as far as like, did Batman just kill that guy? Like I, there wasn't, there wasn't a moment like, you know, yeah, he beat the crap out of some people Yeah, and, um, you know, yeah, potentially there could be some long-term damage there. Uh, maybe death if they're not treated or they have like a brain bleed or something. But, um, I feel like, for the most part, this was the least sort of like, wait, hold on. Is that guy dead? Did Batman just kill that guy? Kind of right. moment or kind of movie. Right. Yeah, no, I hear you. I think I think uh, you might you might have a point there. You very well may have a point. But regardless, I think it's safe to say we're both giving it about a 10 out of 10. I think it's fantastic. I'm very curious to hear what y'all think. It, it Was this the best Batman movie? Was the Batman the best the Batman movie? Uh, let us know your thoughts. Uh, hit us up on Twitter at TV Talk. FM is the place to do it. As I mentioned at the top of the show, we did something different this week uh, for this episode. We did it kind of live stream. Hopefully the audio doesn't sound terrible. I guess I'll find out after we get done recording. But Yeah, uh, you'll probably hear a lot of my keyboard clicking, and so I'm sorry. I have a loud keyboard. <laughs> well, we'll see. If this, was, uh, if this turned out well, maybe we'll do more things like this because uh, those that were able to catch it live were able to kind of hear our commentary while also seeing what we built. We've got uh, Gotham City with our The Batman that we built and uh, a couple of different vehicles. I did a uh, Tried to do a Dark Knight-inspired uh, bat tank type of car and then just a regular Batmobile, which I'm not particularly proud of. Batwing <laughs> that I am fairly proud of. And uh, and then we did a kind of a Gotham Skyline. And then Will, who hopped onto the world while we were recording, gave us a giant bat sim- symbol, which he is uh, uh, kind of putting the final touches on right now. So anyway, yeah. that's the kind of thing you could have caught if you caught us live uh, on, the, uh, on the channel. We posted it out on our Twitter feed, so be sure to follow us on Twitter. You can also check out the YouTube uh, channel and subscribe to us there where you will see our Batcraft Minecraft series, which has been a lot of fun. And I think n- now we are in bat mode like we never have been. So we got some great <laughs> stuff that is, uh, that's headed, headed your way soon there. Um, yeah, but all that information and more can be found at tvtalk.fm. That's going to do it for us for this week. Until next time, we'll be back in a flash.
vengeance. Justice. I am vengeance. <laughs> hey, I got it right that time. <laughs> For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.